the future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call. Hey everybody, everybody, welcome, welcome. Yes, it is Wednesday. Yes, Wednesday. We're here on Wednesday again. It is Wednesday, April 27th, 2022. Oh my God, it is good to be back. Welcome to the Wednesday show with Cyril Michaleko. Cyril is a progressive columnist for the Bucks County Courier Times uh, and the Intelligencer. He is also the editor-in-chief of the Bucks County Beacon, which is becoming really the go-to site for progressive reporting and commentary in Bucks County, PA. Man, freaking tearing it up. The show joins, of course, Out to Coop Live, our Monday uh, evening interview show. And if you have not checked out this past Monday's show uh, with Daisy Pitkin, you need to get over there and do it. Uh, Daisy Pitkin's book is absolutely amazing. Um, and uh, just love to have you over there. I'd love to hear what you think. Um, and you can also join us on Friday for our regular Friday Politics Roundup, where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. You can get all our shows by subscribing to our podcast on Podbeans, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You should also make sure to sign up for Cyril's newsletter on Substack. That's cyrilmikaleko.substack.com. You can head right in today's show notes and click that um, and check it out. And, you know, while you're there, you might as well click on over the Bucks County Beacon and check out all the amazing work there. You can support this show by becoming a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress. Your support has helped make today's show possible. And you can also help out the show by heading over to our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you'll know every time that we go live. And make sure to join our Discord server to continue the conversation all week long. Info on that is in the today's show notes. And a special shout-out goes to Jonathan Mann, as always, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at at Song of Day Man. That's at Song of Day Man on Twitter. And we've got a new initiative here, Raging Chicken. If you want to help us end the domination of right-wing money, tipping the scales to the extreme on our school boards and in our communities, well, we've made that easy. Simply drop a donation to the Raging Chicken Community Fund at ragingchicken.levelfield.net. Help us support the community organizing and school board candidates that our communities and our children deserve. Well, on today's show, man, we're going to be catching up with Cyril about all the amazing stuff that is happening under his leadership at the Bucks County Beacon and his latest article calling out the Bucks County Courier Times hard fail in their editorial about Bucks County Dems blunder in planning a fundraiser for Ukraine with deep-pocketed right-wing funder Jim Worthington. Yeah, you got to love that. Welcome back, Cyril. It's great to have you on again today, man. Thanks, Kevin. Good to be back. Man, I'll tell you, it has been quite a road these past several weeks, I have to say, <laughs> since we last talked. Um, but right off the bat, I got to say, man, it's it seems like the Bucks County Beacon has just taken off. I mean, uh, you've gotten, I mean, seriously, you had that piece that came out from Linda Lee about the, uh, the, the Ford signatures on, um, candidate petitions. Um, you've got an article coming out exposing about the PA family, uh, PA family council recruiting informants to get into our public schools. And you've got a range of writers that have just kind of hit the ground running, man. Congratulations. And what's it like being over there these times? 
No, I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's been great. Um, you know, I the the team that was already kind of running the Bucks County Beacon um, has welcomed me with, you know, open arms. I had initially started there just as a columnist, um, you know, and even in, in my first column, I kind of actually laid out a vision of what I felt like the Bucks County Beacon could be. Um, which would be movement media, right? Yep. A media that would serve the progressive community in Bucks County. Um, one that would be kind of, you know, horizontalist and participatory, bringing in local and statewide progressive voices. Um, and um, a media outlet that would act as a catalyst for community organizing um, and progressive change. And so, you know, the folks there wanted you know, kind of wanted me to run with that. And so they decided that they wanted to, you know, name me the editor in chief and kind of like take the, this project to the next level. And, and that's what I've been trying to do over the last month or so. And, you know, because there's such a great team already there, um, you know, it, we've really kind of like stormed out of the gate, so to speak. Um, we're making, we're making some waves. I have to say it too. And it's like, you know, uh, I mean, it was already, there was already some good stuff that was happening, like you said, um, already with, uh, with the beacon, but I know, I mean, you know, I, I imagine it must've been, I don't know. They must've been quite pleased with the fact that, you know, you coming on there also having the kind of, you know, deep history with your work in independent media, as you kind of laid out in that column. And as you've talked about on the show before, um, and it's just it's pretty impressive to see the number of folks that are stepping forward to. And I, I guess w what it shows more than anything else is that there's a real craving to have this kind of voice in Bucks County, especially right now. No, absolutely. And, and you know, we're offering kind of like a lot of the reporting that falls through the cracks with like the mainstream media. You know, you, you mentioned Linda Lee's, um, you know, scorcher of a piece. Yeah. Um, you know, that was something we, you know, we scooped the Gannett's Bucks County Courier Times and the Intelligencer on where, you know, um, the Republican candidate Dasha Pruitt submitted um, uh, elect electoral petitions with obviously like forged signatures, right? Like the same, mm -hmm. same handwriting, the same writing. Um, and, you know, for a party that likes to bang its chest about election integrity, they, you know, this is an example showing them that they have none, right? And now, now there's all these like finger pointing where the, you know, the petitioners are pointing their finger at Dasha Pruitt. Dasha Pruitt's pointing her finger at them. So, you know, moving forward, hopefully there's an investigation, right? Because this is crime and right. there needs to be accountability. Otherwise that's going to happen again. Um, you know, and like you were, like you had said and alluded to, um, you know, I think there is a craving for progressive independent media, and that's why we have um, so many people have kind of um, really decided to kind of latch on. And, and we, we're creating this space where progressive voices can kind of raise their concerns. So we have folks like Kirsten Zolfo, who's been a guest on your show, uh, yep. Kevin Levin uh, from the Anti-Racism, uh, Bucks County Anti-Racism Coalition, um, Molly Parson um, from PA Conservation Voters. She's going to be writing a monthly column for us. Um, we have something coming out from Kadita Kenner. 
from the New Pennsylvania Project. So she and her local Bucks County organizers are going to be contributing regularly to us. Um, So I'm really excited about where this goes. And, uh, you know, the idea is to kind of make this a, um, you know, a progressive media institution that will continue to be in Bucks County for the long haul past this election for several years to come. Um, And, you know, I'm just hoping that listeners and readers, you know, continue to kind of reach out, not only to talk about, talk to me about their concerns with what's happening in Bucks County for potential stories, but actually to participate themselves and to be the media. 100%. And I think that, you know, you and I have talked about this on the show before. Sean Kitchen and I have talked about this on Raging Chicken, and people have heard me talk about this incessantly um, for years. Um, and I think we're seeing, uh, you know, this moment right here in Bucks County. And I think, you know, the extremism on the school boards and the electoral politics in our communities uh, has only kind of sped the way in this direction. But it seems like there's a lot of things coming together right now. And, you know, this is one of these moments where it's so good to be in a place, I have to say, where, you know, you and I are have been talking, you've been on this show, right? Like support what want to support the beacon, support everything you're doing there, having kind of guests that come on this show end up writing for you, having other media outlets that are kind of springing up. And I keep on thinking about, you know, trying to nurture that culture, right? Where we've got kind of several kind of independent kind of media outlets in here that are coordinating, right? Not, not coordinating as one big entity necessarily, right? But that are working kind of in tandem as part of the same project, right? And we're able to do so much together, especially when, you know, we're kind of reinforcing each other's projects. So, you know, I'm constantly looking at the beacon now and say, let me see what's coming out. Let me see what's coming out. Let me see if I can get them on the show to talk about it. Um, because I think that's the, the kind of the ethos that we need, um, um, in the kind of, you know, progressive community is to really, you know, kind of enforce and echo and amplify the amazing work that is happening in our communities already. Something that, by the way, you have been talking about since your first column in the Courier Times. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and you know, that's why, like, we have, like, Jenny Stevens, who's kind of, like, reporting, you know, on, on what your, your new project, um, as well as um, the kind of what local Democrats are trying to do with... Uh, you know, school board elections moving forward. Um, and, and you're right, like we, we have to kind of support each other um, and, and complement each other uh, with the work that we're doing so that we can kind of help build an audience for everyone um, with what's happening on the ground with progressives in Bucks County. 100%. And I think that, you know, um, nothing could be more, could point us more in the direction of why, how, how important it is to do exactly that than literally your latest piece that you wrote for the Beacon, um, you know, really about um, what the Bucks County Courier Times reporting on this, you know, what I would say major Dem fail on the part of John Corsco, the head of the Bucks County Democrats, um, trying to link up with Jim Worthington, you know, to have a fundraiser being completely tone deaf um, to the kind of the politics of the moment and kind of what's going on there. So take us into kind of what you were, first of all, why you wrote the piece, what the background was for, and what note you're trying to strike in there. Sure. I mean, you know, before I became a columnist with the Courier Times, I was a longtime critic, right? (laughs) And, And one of the things that I, you know, that kind of I identified as a, a glaring problem that the, the editorial kind of leadership had um, was that, 
you know, they have a blind spot when it comes to the far right in Bucks County. Um, either that or they intentionally coddle them. And I think their editorial um, about Cordisco's kind of, you know, initial tone deaf decision to, you know, allow his name and the Democratic Party to kind of be used by Jim Worthington provided a perfect example of this. You know, they, they tried to like paint Jim Worthington as, as just like a run of the mill you know, regular Republican, and, you know, that this was an opportunity for, like, bipartisanship. Um, and he's not, right? <laughs> Just, like, he is not, and they, they didn't go into his history, and that was a huge failure on their part, because there's plenty of things that are out in the public um, of things that he said about Democrats. I mean, one of the things, you know, he gave this interview with the Globe and Mail right before the election, Um where he said the only thing that Democrats hate more than America is themselves. He called them self-loathing. This is quote, I'm quoting, so he can't sue me. I'm quoting from the article. They're self-loathing, they're violent, they're mean and aggressive, right? So that's Jim Worthington's view on Democrats. So I wonder, why would grassroots Democrats be upset with their party leader for doing an event with this guy, right? And in, in, in essence, if he had gone through with it, you're essentially kind of like mainstreaming and, and, and normalizing right. someone who should be pushed to the margins, if we're being honest, right? Like his voice shouldn't be part of the discussion. It's, you don't do bipartisanship with extremism like that. Um, you know, and, you know, he also in the in the same article, even before the election um, happened, was he was propagating um, conspiracies uh, that the election was being stolen. Right. So, you know, he claimed and I'm, I'm quoting again, he claimed that Philadelphia's 17 new satellite offices where voters can hand deliver mail in ballots were democratic only unsupervised places in private homes. And as the reporter pointed out, well, they're in fact in schools and public buildings run by state employees. Um, and then Jordan Hopkins, who's been a guest on your show, yep. you know, he had a great piece called Jim Worthington Goes to Washington. <laughs> and um, in that, you know, he had this great screenshot of, of something that Worthington, you know, scrubbed since then, along with like, any evidence that he used to run people for Trump organization, right? I'm not sure why he's running away from that now. Um, but in, in this in this piece, or in this in the piece and in the in this post by Jim Worthington, um, again I'm quoting word for word. So so I spent the entire day collecting information and speaking to others who are on the ground, confirming the actual voting irregularities um, that have occurred and are still. In, and, and still are in key battleground states. There is no doubt in my mind that the results reported in this election are inaccurate and corrupted and need to be challenged at every level legally or otherwise, right? So what does or otherwise mean for someone that um, whose organization bust people to January 6th and, you know, he said, well, they weren't going to the Capitol yet. Like there was flyers again that he scrapped from the Internet saying that they were going to go to the, um, you know, go to hear Trump speak and then continue on 
um, march will start at the National Mall and proceed to the Capitol for the electoral votes. So I'm not sure why the Courier Times editorial you know, leadership didn't include this in the conversation. It needs to be in the conversation. They can still have their opinion that this that they right. should have, you know, Cordesco should have ignored this because it's for a good cause. You know, that's where we have our disagreement. Um, but by not kind of bringing this up, by not bringing up Worthington's, you know, uh, very recent past um, and his kind of like extremist views on Democrats and the election, etc. You know, they did a disservice to the readers and they didn't really, um, you know, put forward the whole story. Well, you know, I even look at that and, and the other just the component of the fact that he, you, you know, is got that slap suit going on against Ashley's Ahas, right? I mean, you know, I mean, it's like you have that should have been in there, too, as well. Right. There was a there was a there was an immediate context there, too, about why even some of the, um, say, Democrats within Bucks County were having that response. Right. I mean, I mean, there's even like even beyond uh, Worthington's role in what's going on January 6th. It's not as if that was like a one off and like he's like, oops, goodbye. This hasn't been an ongoing process. And this goes right to your point about, you know, the Courier Times having this blind spot. Right. And I think that, you know, at the very least, like you said, I mean, I'm just kind of repeating what you said already. But I mean, like like exactly you said, is that they can have their opinion. Right. They can have their kind of take on it. Right. But at the very least, like as the service of being, you know, one of the key newspapers in the, in the region. Right. Let's have a, at least not like memory hole. Right. Uh, you know, this guy's history. Yeah. I mean, and, and never mind, like th this was essentially like a campaign event for Brian Fitzpatrick. So like him and Fats yeah. Fitzpatrick were going to be the, the two like kind of keynote speakers. So, you know, in essence, like Cordesco's being a better ambassador for the local Bucks County GOP than he 100%. is for his own party, you know, and why wouldn't Ashley has be there, um, you know, as well? Or why wouldn't he be even just, you know, what has he done with her <laughs> like so far? Like, you know, and, and I think like Democrats are just, you know, they were, they've been frustrated with his leadership. And I think this was just kind of like the final straw. And, and that's why they vented. And, you know, thankfully, he thought better of it. Um, because, you know, I would assume that he was listening to people's critiques and criticisms and frustrations. And that's why he backed out, which seems pretty democratic. Like if you're leading a party and, and the members of your party are saying, hey, let's, you know, let's pump the brakes here. This might not be a good decision. Well, you know, at least he did that. But that, you know, for the Bucks County Courier Times or for John Ficaro, you know, you, you would think that, you know, he was being held at gunpoint by progressives and forced to change his, you know, his decision, which just wasn't the case. Um, you know, they, the editorial was about as tone deaf as Cordisco's initial decision. Yes. And, and, and to your point, you know, about, you know, bringing up the blind spot again, like, you know, the, there's been multiple issues with the local Republican Party that the Bucks County Courier Times hasn't really taken a stand on, you know, whether it's, you know, committee chair Pat Poprick being one of the 84 people who signed bogus documents yep. claiming that Donald Trump won the 2020 election. Um, you know, to me, <laughs> there's an implosion. Like you're the leader of your party is is just has it shows is showing complete disgust and disdain for the um, democratic electoral process. 
Um, and th that's one example. The other example, which is what we talked about recently, was the story about, you know, the fake election signatures. You know, there, there's an yep. opportunity for the Courier Times to chime in. Or even if we're like dating back a few years, a few years ago, you know, there was a rally outside of Brian Fitzpatrick's office where the Proud Boys showed up yep. and were kind of marching shoulder to shoulder with like the local Republicans. Local Republicans had no issue with that. You know, in fact, um, one of Fitzpatrick's former opponents, Dean Malik, you know, just called them like patriotic, um, you know, young men. You know, these are members of like, yeah, I remember that. You know, yeah. essentially what the FBI is called like a terror threat. Um, they've been called like a, by the Southern Poverty Law Center, a hate group. Right. So there's an opportunity, like if I'm like on the editorial board of the Bucks County Carrier Times, I'm saying like, oh, wow. OK, now we're seeing like local extremists march arm in arm with other with local Republican GOP. No one in the GOP had any issue with that. Right. But maybe they should. Maybe that's where they draw the line and say, you know what? Like this should be unacceptable. Pat Poprick needs to kind of speak out, you know, disassociate it. Um, herself and the party from the Proud Boys condemn them and say that, you know, the local Bucks GOP does not welcome extremists. But of course, you know, that never happened by the Bucks GOP and that never happened by the Bucks County Courier Times editorial board. 100%. You know, and I, and I have to I have to say, too, as well as I, I there's, there's just an issue just of kind of like, OK, of, of baseline journalism, too, and self-interest here. Oh, let me put it like this. I mean, it's been recognized now. I mean, we've had like the New York Times did a did a two-part podcast on the Daily about what was happening in um uh Central Bucks school board uh, school district, right? We've seen um national reporting on CNN about what's happening here in Bucks County. We see reporting on like just just on Monday once again of uh Philadelphia Inquirer reporting on, you know, the kind of the racism that's uh deep in, deeply embedded in the Penbridge school board uh, um you know and school district. All sorts of things. And and the fact that we see that Pennsylvania was the number two state to send people to the January 6th insurrection, right? And Bucks County was the number one county in Pennsylvania to do that, right? And we have people like Paul Martino and Jim Worthington who are, you know, sinking tons of money and building and fanning the flames of this extremist right-wing base. All of that going in there, you think that would be a gold mine for a journalist, right? Is that if you are a newspaper in that context— and you have some inkling of like your journalistic kind of, I don't know, instincts. It seems that you would see this as like payday, <laughs> right? I mean, it's like there's just a story happening every single day. And it would seem like, you know, if I was sitting there, I mean, obviously, I'm not the people who are running the Bucks County Courier Times. But if I'm sitting there and I'm interested in building a strong newspaper with integrity, right? And deepening that at a time when newspapers have been in crisis, I'm looking at like a gift horse in a mouth to walk away from this because this is like, could be like, you know, Pulitzer Prize winning reporting right in your own backyard. And instead you're kind of memory holing the history of the region. It's just, it's incredible to me. Yeah. And, and, and just to add to that kind of laundry list, you know, Pennsylvania is also the number two state with the most books banned as well. Um, and we're seeing oh, yeah. that. <laughs> what, what, what's, um, what's number one? Was it was it what was Texas. I forget now? Texas. 
It was Texas, of course. Oh, duh. <laughs> of course it was Texas. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, I mean, these are all issues, you know, that they, you know, I would think like editorially, they, they should take a stand on, um, you know, and obviously be reporting on more. I think, you know, first, like they do have like good reporters, like Chris Oler, sure. he's like doing 100%. a lot of great work. Um, but, you know, I feel like, I think we there was something written a, a while back, um, I, I may have mentioned it, that the, the number of staffers has been gutted from like, right. let's say like 15 years ago. And then like back in the day, like, the, you know, they would even like maybe like hire stringers to kind of like cover these school board meetings. You know, that's not happening anymore. Like the, you know, the, the, the staff has been hollowed out, right? And that, that's not the fault of the you know, editorial board. That's just unfortunately a trend that we've seen happen with like local journalism across the country. Um, so there's all these holes in their coverage, um, which is, you know, why I'm excited about the Bucks County Beacon, because ideally, you know, I will want to fill in those spaces um, and cover the, the issues that obviously are most important to folks in Bucks County. And it's not just progressives. I, I would even argue, you know, just across the board with like Democrats and, you know, the, the remaining dwindling number of like moderate Republicans who don't like the way like that their party's going um, and how they're kind of fanning the flames with a lot of these issues that we've been talking about. Um, so, and then I, I guess another point that I think is important to make is, you know, while the Courier Times and their, you know, their columnist Phil John Vaccaro, who doesn't really mm -hmm. even talk to Democrats, um, while they bemoan, you know, this loss of bipartisanship, they need to kind of, you know, look in the mirror and take responsibility for their role in it. Because right. their lack of reporting on the growing extremism that's been happening um, with the, within the Bucks GOP, dating back to like 2011, when local Republicans um, invited the leader of the hate group V there, you know, to Newtown to speak, um, you know, their lack of reporting on this, their lack of calling out the Bucks County GOP on this, um, created the conditions where the the party became in the party base, it's not even a wing of the party, I would suggest the party base right. is really extremist. And you can't do bipartisanship with extremism. You know, you don't do an event at Jim Worthington's Knack, um, just like you wouldn't do an event with like Marjorie Taylor Greene, right, if you're a Democrat, and, and you believe in democracy. Um, so, you know, the Courier Times, you know, they just has they have to do better. Um, and, but the Bucks County Beacon, you know, will, you know, we will call out what they fail to. Um, we will kind of shine a light on not only what, um, you know, folks in Bucks County are worried about with the growing extre extremism, um, you know, on school boards or with like their local local GOP politicians. But we'll, we'll also shine a light on what progressives are doing to push back. Yeah, that's a gr I mean, that's a great place to be. I mean, like, and this is like, you know, that distinction is like, number one is that you're able to cover stuff and you're already covering things that people just plainly care about and are concerned about. And that's not something that originates from because they're like on the left. No, when you're seeing like 
like you know divisiveness and like in your school boards and it's carrying over into your community right when you're finding out that you know the rankings of your school are kind of being dragged down when you're finding out that you know like holy crap like why is it that my school is like banning books right and why are there proud boys marching down my street you know what i mean and there's like that and then there's also the big question that you know you were kind of alluding to a little bit there just in some of the nuanced coverage about what you know the nature of the political parties in the county i mean because frankly both parties in this I, i'm not doing a both siderism here i'm saying like but both parties are really in a in a place right, in terms of like their leadership where they are they're out of touch i would argue with a lot of what is happening kind of on the ground in the county right so for example the you know the republicans the like the republican leadership and the bucks county republicans have been willing to tolerate the extremists in the party as long as they're going to go out and kind of knock on doors for them, right? And pretend that they're, you know, um, they can say yes in polite society. Yes, so oh, those people, we don't agree with them. At the same time, kind of uh, like, you know, feeding the flames and throwing the raw meat their way and kind of looking the other way when you see the most extreme stuff. And then the other side of stuff, you have kind of Bucks County Democrats, who in part, it has to do with, I think, a while, a long, a long time of, like feeling like, look, there's not much we can do because it's a conservative county. Well, that's not the case so much anymore. And they and said, you know, we cannot anymore. We can't go with these this playbook where you're just going to fly in consultants from D.C. to kind of give people these kind of messages to run a campaign and then go away. And well, meanwhile, you've got communities of people that are organizing on the ground to try to take back our school boards and our municipalities and all this other stuff. And they're being kind of like, you know, given the cold shoulder by the official Democratic Party. So even at that level of reporting, kind of paying attention to these shifts that are happening politically on the ground, I think is just interesting, important on its own. And then on top of it, to actually have the coverage and to amplify the voices of progressives who are actually doing good work on the ground is like the double, triple bonus of the whole of the whole endeavor. So um, I'm, I'm like, am I being too much of a booster today? I have to say, like, <laughs> but holy crap. I mean, I, seriously, it feels like this has been a long time coming. No, absolutely. And, and, and that's why I'm excited about it. And, you know, I'm, I just want to like thank the, you know, local community for kind of uh, really embracing the beacon um, because we've been getting a lot of good f feedback from folks, um, you know, and, and we've for, you know, being a, a, an infant organization, you know, our reach is growing um, exponentially. Um, so I'm excited about what the future holds for for Bucks County um, and the Bucks County Beacon as kind of like a movement media organization. 100%. And this is like, you know, again, you everybody's going to be hearing more about this kind of going forward. I mean, uh, I've already we've already been talking about on this show um, about our kind of our new project at RagingChicken.LevelField.net, the Raging Chicken Community Fund, the idea of raising money to invest in our own infrastructure and organizing and, and progressive candidates on the ground. But there's going to be you know, like we're going to have to be thinking together as a community also is how do we want to make sure that we're going to be nurturing the work that is going on at the Beacon and other independent kind of media sites in our our county in order to be able to keep the eye on the prize to support the researchers that are kind of that 
are digging around, um, finding out stuff. Like Linda Lee's piece, you know, when she effectively scooped everybody else, as you said, about them. And then that that piece just blew up and went every place, um, exposing kind of like, you know, fraudulent signatures. Right? You know, I mean, I mean, things like this. This is big stuff that, that we could be doing. And, you know, I think that if as smartly as a movement, right, on the ground, we could say, OK, look, we need this kind of environment where we've got um, journalists and reporters and activist writers um, who are going to are going to be digging into this. Um, and we want to need to make sure that there's going to be an infrastructure to sustain that um, going forward. So um, just keep those creative wheels turning about how to make that happen going forward. And you're going to be hearing some more stuff from from all of us soon, too, as well. So, uh, Cyril, before I let you go. Um, so what are some of the things uh, irons in the fire that you got um, plans of articles coming up, new stuff headed your way? Yeah, I would just urge everyone to keep an eye on um, the Beacon. We're going to have a lot of good. Uh, we're going to have be having a, a two or three part um, series on slap suits. Um, you know, given Worthington's how Jim Worthington has kind of weaponized that to weaponize them to kind of silence critics. Um, and like I said, uh, we have something coming up from Kadita Kenner in the coming days. Um, we have something about an article coming out, an op-ed guest column by Nick Marcel about uh, student debt, um, higher education debt. Um, you know, we're going to continue to really kind of like focus on education reporting and, you know, the so-called school board wars, um, because, you know, it's, it's such a such a threat to not only our community, but just democracy, right? Yeah. <laughs> At the basic level um, with what a lot of these like, you know, right wing zealots are kind of trying, trying to reshape, um, if not like carve out public education from within um, as candidates on school boards or as kind of like part of like an angry mob that kind of shows up at these school board meetings. Um, and then, I'll, you know, I'm going to going to see if um, the Courier Times will kind of publish a, uh, an altered critique from what I've had in what I published in the Beacon, because I, I'd like their audience to kind of see that. I think, you know, obviously yeah. they have like a broader audience, so I'm hopeful that that will happen. And, you know, I'll be continuing to kind of just like report on, on a lot of the issues that, you know, folks care about the most. And, you know, again, like, thank you for reaching out to me. I'm constantly getting people telling me about what's happening in their schools or in their communities. Please keep reaching out to me. Um, you can DM me on um, Twitter or just email me. And, you know, like I said, like, you know, we, the, the beacon and just me as a columnist, you know, also with like the Courier Times, you know, I, I want to be responsive to like what you guys care about most. And that's the type of kind of like, you know, journalist and journalism outlet um, that we're trying to kind of build here. 100%. And, uh, you know, in the coming in the coming months, too, as well, is like one of the things that uh, I'm definitely going to be reaching out um, to some of the folks uh, for, that who are writing for the Bucks County Beacon and to Cyril, obviously for Cyril. Um, and, you know, as some follow up to some of the reporting that's going on, especially as, um, you know, look, I mean, I think we're going to start to see even more stories being broken. Um, we're going to see more stuff being going viral coming out of the Bucks County Beacon. And then uh, to have some of those writers, um, you know, come on this show, too, as 
well to elaborate further on what they're doing. I think uh, could be no better, no better way to really uh, help amplify the work that's going on. So, uh, Cyril, thanks so much for what you're doing, man. And like, hey, it's uh, we can't wait so long, right? <laughs> Next time. <laughs> and, uh, and just so everybody knows, is like I want to be I want to be pretty clear about this. It, it's 100% my fault, <laughs> right? Um, my my life got topsy turvy for for like a good like three, four weeks. And, uh, we, uh, Cyril and I were looking to get together a couple times and just like, it's, it just was not happening on my end. So, uh, that's all on me. I want to be clear to everybody. <laughs> so, but definitely thanks so much, man. It's uh, been great talking to you. Thanks, Kevin. All right, so this is Kevin Mahoney, editor and founder of Raging Chicken. Don't forget to help support this work. Head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress. You can become a patron for as little as five bucks a month. And support our uh, Raging Chicken community fund at ragingchicken.levelfield.net. See ya!